O Israel, the Lord is our God, the Lord is one. Blessed be the name of the glory of His kingdom for ever and ever. Amen. Good morning, Mishpacha. Welcome to the Daily Audio Torah. I'm Laura Densmore, your host, and I'm so glad you're joining in with me today. Today is Thursday, April 8th. It is prophesied in the book of Amos that in the last days that there will be a famine in the land. Not a famine for food, but a famine for the word of God, as it is written in Amos 8, 11, and 12. Behold, the days come, says the Lord God, that I will send a famine in the land, not a famine of bread, nor thirst for water, but of hearing the words of the Lord. And they shall wander from sea to sea, and from the north even to the east. They shall run to and fro to seek the word of the Lord, and shall not find it. Even in the days of Joseph there were seven years of plenty, followed by seven years of famine. He had stored up grain for the seven years of famine. The Daily Audio Torah is your storehouse where you can get grain. It is twenty minutes every day of pure scripture flowing out, living manna to feed your spirit. Are you being blessed by this ministry? Please consider supporting Daily Audio Torah. You can make a one-time or a recurring donation by going to dailyaudiotorah.com and then click on the Give pick on the navigation menu. You can then make a secure online donation there. Thank you for your prayers, and thank you for your support. Now let's continue our journey through the entire Bible in one year. This week we are reading from the Israel Bible for the Hebrew Scriptures and from the King James for the Brit Hadashah. Today we continue the Torah portion, Shemeni, and it means eighth. Leviticus 11, 1-15 Hashem spoke to Moses and Aaron, saying to them, Speak to B'nai Israel thus, These are the creatures that you may eat from among all the land animals, any animal that has true hoofs, with clefts through the hoofs, and that chews the cud, such you may eat. The following, however, of those that either chew the cud or have true hoofs, you shall not eat. The camel. Although it chews the cud, it has no true hoofs. It is unclean for you. The daemon, although it chews the cud, it has no true hoofs, it is unclean for you. The hare, although it chews the cud, it has no true hoofs, it is unclean for you. And the swine, although it has true hoofs, with the hoofs cleft through, it does not chew the cud, it is unclean for you. You shall not eat of their flesh or touch their carcasses. They are unclean for you. These you may eat of all that live in the water, anything in water, whether in the seas or in the streams, that has fins and scales. These you may eat. 
but anything in the seas or in the streams that has no fins and scales, among all the swarming things of the water and among all other living creatures that are in the water, they are an abomination for you. And an abomination for you they shall remain. You shall not eat of their flesh, and you shall abominate their carcasses. Everything in water that has no fins and no scales shall be an abomination for you. The following you shall abominate among the birds that shall not be eaten. They are an abomination. The eagle, the vulture, and the black vulture, the kite, falcons of every variety, and all varieties of raven. Luke 12, 35 to 59. Let your loins be girded about, and your lights burning, and you yourselves like unto men that wait for their Lord, when he will return from the wedding, that when he comes and knocks they may open unto him immediately. Blessed are those servants whom the Lord, when he comes, shall find watching. Verily I say unto you, that he shall gird himself and make them to sit down to meet, and will come forth and serve them. And if he shall come in the second watch, or come in the third watch, and find them so, blessed are those servants. And this know, that if the goodman of the house had known what hour the thief would come, he would have watched, and not have suffered his house to be broken through. But you therefore be ready also, for the Son of Man comes at an hour when you think not. Then Peter said to him, Lord, you speak this parable to us, or even to all. And the Lord said, Who then is that faithful and wise steward, whom his Lord shall make ruler over his household, to give them their portion of meat in due season? Blessed is that servant, whom his Lord, when he comes, shall find so doing. Of a truth, I say to you, that he will make him ruler over all that he has. But, and if that servant say in his heart, My Lord delays his coming, and shall begin to beat the men-servants and maidens, and to eat and drink, and to be drunk, the Lord of that servant will come in a day when he looks not for him, and at an hour when he is not aware, and will cut him asunder, and will appoint him his portion with the unbelievers. And that servant, which knew his Lord's will, and prepared not himself, neither did according to his will, shall be beaten with many stripes. But he that knew not, and did commit things worthy of stripes, shall be beaten with few stripes. For under whomsoever much is given, of him shall be much required. And to whom men have committed much, of him they will ask the more. I am come to send fire on the earth, and what will I, if it be already kindled? But I have a baptism to be baptized with, and how am I straightened till it be accomplished? Suppose that I am come to give peace on earth, I tell you no, but rather division. For from henceforth there shall be five in one house divided, three against two, and two against three. The father shall be divided against the son, and the son against the father, the mother against the daughter, and the daughter against the mother, the mother-in-law against her daughter-in-law, and the daughter-in-law 
against her mother-in-law. And he said also to the people, When you see a cloud rise out of the west, straightway you say, There comes a shower, and so it is. And when you see the south wind blow, you say, There will be heat, and it comes to pass. You hypocrites, you can discern the face of the sky and of the earth, but how is it that you do not discern this time? Yea, and why even of yourselves judge you not what is right? When you go with your adversary to the magistrate, as you are in the way, give diligence that you may be delivered from him, lest he hail you to the judge, and the judge deliver you to the officer, and the officer cast you into prison. I tell you, there shall not depart thence till you have paid the very last mite. Psalm 78, 56-64 Yet they, Israel, tempted and provoked the Most High God, and kept not his testimonies, but turned back and dealt unfaithfully like their fathers. They were turned aside like a deceitful bow. For they provoked him to anger with their high places, and moved him to jealousy with their graven images. When God heard this, he was wroth, and greatly abhorred Israel so that he forsook the tabernacle of Shiloh, the tent which he placed among the men, and delivered his strength into captivity and his glory into the enemy's hand. He gave his people over also to the sword and was wroth with his inheritance. The fire consumed their young men, and their maidens were not given to marriage. Their priests fell by the sword, and their widows made no lamentation. Proverbs 12:24 The hand of the diligent shall bear rule but the slothful shall be under tribute I'd like to speak to you today from our Torah portion from Leviticus chapter 11 and then we're going to jump into Luke chapter 12 So in Leviticus chapter 11 we're looking at the what the Torah says about what food is clean and what food is unclean. Basically, God is defining for us what is food and what is not food. If something is unclean, then by definition, it is not considered food. So this word unclean, let's take a look at it. Let's look at Leviticus chapter 11, verse 4. And in Leviticus chapter 11, verse 4, It is written, The following, however, of those that either chew the cud or have true hoofs, you shall not eat. The camel, though it chews the cud, it has no true hoofs, it is unclean for you. The daemon, although it chews the cud, it has no true hoofs, it is unclean for you. And I'm going to jump down to verse 7. And the swine, or pork, the pig, although it has true hoofs, with the hoofs cleft through, it does not chew the cud, it is unclean for you. What is this word unclean? In the Hebrew, the word is tameh. And tameh means impure, ethically and religiously. It is unclean. It is not food. So our, our body is like the temple. We house the Holy Spirit. So if we take in pork or pig, we're basically defiling our temple. It is an abomination unto God. Now, 
many people in the mainstream Christian world who are kind of under the replacement theology mindset and may not even know it. And what is replacement theology? It's the idea that Yeshua took the Torah and he nailed it to the cross and it's all been done away with and we only have to pay attention to and obey the New Testament. That all those Old Testament, quote, rules are, you know, done away with or they only apply to the Jews. They don't apply to everybody else. This is absolutely a lie from the pit of hell. If we're going to follow Yeshua and be his disciple, we're going to walk the way he walked. And what did he do? He kept the Shabbat, he kept the feast, and he ate clean. He never ate pork. And so we're not supposed to take the Bible and cut it in half and pitch the Old Testament or the new, the Hebrew Scriptures into the trash. We're to follow the whole Bible, cover to cover, Genesis to Revelation. And so, you know, for many years when I was uh, in the mainstream Christian world, not knowing any better. I ate pork, I ate bacon, I ate shrimp, I ate lobster, I ate all that stuff. When I crossed over into Hebrew roots, uh, it wasn't immediate, it took time, but as I began to walk it out and live it out, I began to see that all of the Bible applies to me, not just the New Testament. And so Leviticus 11 applies to all of those people who identify with the God of Israel with Yeshua. So we're not to eat these things that the Bible calls unclean because we're defiling ourselves, our the holy temple, the temple, the body that houses the Holy Spirit. Okay, now I want to jump into the New Testament, the Brit Hadashah. And there's some really, really good passages here that is brought out from Yeshua in Luke chapter 12. First of all, he's talking about being ready and awake, alert and aware, and ready for the return of the Master. And so in verse 39 of Luke chapter 12, it is written, And this know, that if the goodman of the house had known what hour the thief would come, he would have watched and not have suffered his house to be broken through. Be therefore ready also, for the Son of Man comes at an hour when you think not. Now, that does not necessarily mean he can come at any po any possible moment. We can know the season. We can certainly know the season. And especially if we pay attention to God's calendar, we pay attention to the biblical feasts. All of the spring feasts were all about Yeshua's first coming. And the fall feasts are all about his second coming. So he's going to come, he's going to return and fulfill the, the completion and the fulfillment of the fall feast in his second return. So moving on, verse 53. Or let's start with verse 51. Do you suppose that I came to give peace on earth? I tell you no, but rather division. For from henceforth there shall be five and one household divided, three against two, and two against three. The father shall be divided against the son, and the son against the father, the mother against the daughter, and the daughter against the mother, the mother-in-law against her daughter-in-law, and the daughter-in-law against her mother-in-law. What's this about? He's bringing it home to our families. 
And he's saying that because of him, there will be division. Why so? Because in a family, everyone has a free will. Yeshua does not violate our free will. We get to choose to love him and obey him and follow him or not. And so in a single family household, you could have a mother who loves the Lord and follows him, but a son who rebels and completely goes against the Holy Spirit and against the Lord. Or in, a, in, a, in the same household, a mother-in-law and a daughter-in-law. Um, not everybody in the family will necessarily be ones who follow Yeshua and who follow his commands, his Torah. And this can be very difficult. This can be a point of real contention and division. This can be very, very hard. If you have a loved one, um, a child, young or older, who has rebelled and who is like a prodigal son or daughter, and what do you do? Well, what did the father do? He stood staring, waiting. We can pray. We can pray for our prodigal sons and daughters, and we can ask the Father to set up circumstances and orchestrate circumstances in their life so that they will come to the end of themselves and cry out and look up and give their lives over to Yeshua. Often that's what it takes. We have to be utterly broken. We can be people that are so stiff-necked and stubborn and we want our own way, and we are so rebellious, and it's not until we're utterly broken that we finally give over our heart and our entire life to the Lord. I can see that going on in my own family right now with a family member where there are some very shattering and grievous situation going on that's very, very sad. But I I can see the beginning of a brokenness in the person who is involved. And time will tell whether it's just temporary and the person hardens their heart and goes right back to the same old, same old vomit, the same old addictions, the same old anger and uh, behaviors, or whether this person, this family member, will truly repent and allow Yeshua to come in and take over their life. So if you have a prodigal son or a prodigal daughter, a prodigal husband or wife, a loved one who is not walking with the Lord, continue to pray in your prayer closet much. And it could take time. It could take years. But um, pray for them. Don't preach at them. Pray for them and love them unconditionally with the love of Yeshua, because it's the love, the grace, and the mercy of God that brings sinners to repentance. That's all I have for today. Have a blessed day, and we'll see you tomorrow. Adonai, 
Blessing from Numbers chapter 6, 24 to 26. Adonai bless you and keep you. Adonai make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. Adonai lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. <laughs>